on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Yeah, g'day everyone and welcome to the clubhouse right across Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you talking all things golf. We've reached, well, the end of the season, so plenty to talk about. My name's Julian Bayard. Mark Allen's here each and every week. Hey, Marco. G'day, Jules. Good to see you. We were almost right, you know. Last week we were talking about the President's Cup and said just as long as they're still alive going into the last day. Half a point alive. (laughs) They were alive. By half, or by one point, really. How's the equation? I mean, I loved it. They kept on saying, going into the singles, uh, 12 singles matches, America needs to win one match. The internationals need to win 12. They had to win every one of them. They were desperate. It was obviously free-to-air TV in the States. They wanted some hype. They won the singles on the last day. They did. But the President's Cup is now, unfortunately... Kind of a joke. And yeah. it wasn't just what happened on the weekend. It's just now the record is like they've won, yeah. we've won one and a half. Yeah. I think they've won, well, it's got to be up around 11 and a half mm. or 12. I mean, it's just an embarrassment yet that you have one country beating the rest of the world like this. Yeah. So, you know, it's got to change a bit. It definitely has to change. Yeah. And they are a team now. The You know, the United States golf team, they are a team in every sense of the word where they play Ryder Cup, one year, President's Cup the next. But they're always having meetings along the way. And you see it tweeted out. They're at Jack Nicholas's house. Yeah. Jack just puts it up. He goes, come on, everybody come to my place and let's have a chat about the upcoming President's Cup. Let's have a chat about the upcoming Ryder Cup. Yeah, and no one's going to turn Jack down. No. So you can imagine. You know, that's, that's exactly right. You can imagine, hey, we're all going to Jack's place. <laughs> Jack Nicholas is going to host us. And he's there with the captain. You know, Tiger Woods gets an invite along. It is a team, and we are not a team. No. I think watching it, and I watched it pretty closely, one of my or my former housemate, one of my best yeah. mates, is, um, was over there watching us, supporting the internationals. Unreal. He went over, he's actually part of your favourite group, the Fanatics. He's not. Marco. Well, he's, I don't want to know him. No, well, he's They embarrassed bloke. me he's over there. Anyway, but he's... Uh, they embarrassed us as a nation. Tried to get some passion over there. Yeah. Anyway, but the, uh, tell you what, the American sports fans, they love it. Absolutely oh yeah, love it. Well, that, that's look. The, what I was going to say was the passion from the American players and the American fans. It's obvious because they're playing for their country. That's right. But the internationals, they're kind of like, well, are we playing for this like yeah. international logo on our top? What's, like, what's what, this logo? What are we? What's Whereas the logo? The Europeans have got a. There's a European, you know, yeah. we're Europe. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're better than the Americans. Well, they're they're winning, know. so yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, when you look at the Ryder Cup and its history, it started off as an exhibition. Mm. And it was an exhibition for a long, long time because yeah. it was just America taking on Great Britain and Ireland. That was it. Yep. For a long, and they were getting smashed. And it wasn't until the late '80s or early '80s where they said, "Come on, this could be something more than just an exhibition." Whoever started it, whoever, well, Mr. Ryder, <laughs> Mr. Ryder, a long time ago started this. Best U.S. players taking on the best of the Great Britain, uh, Great Britain and Ireland, Ireland players, and we'll see what happens. And it became clear that the Americans dominated that competition. And it was an exhibition mm. until the might and power of Europe got involved. And guys like Bernard Langer and Seve mm-hmm. Ballesteros and you know just some of the absolute guns of European golf, once they started coming through, and because these guys all played on the European tour, so you know week in, week out, they knew what was going on. It'd be a bit like, you know, when I started playing golf, Australia 
and New Zealand golfers, we were kind of together. Yeah. You know, we'd travel each other and you'd see Michael Campbell, or you'd <laughs> see, you know, uh, uh, Schmales, and you'd, you'd see everybody from America. You'd see Frank Nobolo, you'd see Greg Turney, you'd see all these great New Zealand players. And we were a part of it. We were a team. Yep. When we were uh, overseas playing or, you know, wherever we caught up, because we all played together on the Australian or the Australasian circuit. So the Europeans all playing on that European circuit, I understand how they are a team. So it's it's so it's not so much America taking on uh, Great Britain and Spain and everybody else. It's the US tour taking on the European mm. tour. Yeah, it's a very different rivalry. scenario. Yeah, an absolute genuine yeah. rivalry, and that's why it works. Yeah. It doesn't work for us. So I know that Ernie Els wants more control. You know what he wants to do? He wants to have, instead of 10 qualifying off the world rankings and picking two, he wants six. So, for instance, next uh, time the President's Cup's raced, uh, it's in December in 2019, not far away. So the number, the top six, they qualify, they're in the team. Mm-hmm. But he wants the ability to pick players who he knows can play Royal Melbourne, which yeah. is a very different sort of place. You need to play, be able to put on very fast greens, like at Augusta. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to play safe off the tees. You need to be able to hit an iron every once in a while. You need to be a great wedge player who's put spin on the golf ball. You need to be able to get up and down from these bunkers. Lots of things. Yep. And he can handpick more, a more representative and team. Of someone. That's right. Yep. So he might end up picking. You know, there might be Jason Day and let's say Leishman are in that top six still. Mm-hmm. Adam Scott might be on the borderline, but Adam Scott comes in. Jeff Ogilvy, he might still be around. He comes in because yeah. he grew up playing at Victoria and he understands Royal Melbourne like nobody else. He might fill the other rest of it with a few other Australians who are around the place. Yeah. One, they so know becomes the course. All, Two, there's a bit of more passion from these Australians because they're playing Australian in front people. of their home fans. That's exactly right. a bit right. more passion about the event, the tournament, what they're playing. Yes. And for the, well, the jumper, I For guess. the jumper, yeah. that's right. Now, two years ago... When the President's Cup was being played in Korea, KJ Choi was the captain. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just say, I mean, it was great that, you know, the international team turned up, but they got, you know, they got beaten again. But imagine if the crowd support was more in tune to, we've got eight Koreans playing yeah. in this international team. Yeah. Or, you know, at least a really big cross you know, like the minimum six. Yeah. So then it is, okay, this is Korea versus the United States plus the best players in the world. And that's what it would be, hopefully, in Royal Melbourne. If, if Ernie Els gets his way, then they've got this situation where they go, okay, we've got six or seven Australians plus the best players from Earth. This is better for mm. the crowds to get involved and get behind the Australian yeah, international team. So it'd be an Australian international team, be a Korean international team. It would be a South African international team. I think it works better. Yep. Also, he wants the ability. I think at the moment, everybody's got to play two games. But he wants to take that away as well in case yeah. there's a couple of guys who just aren't playing no well. Good. They just play the singles. <laughs> so Ernie wants to do a few things. That's good. But I heard a, one suggestion, Marco, about um, the depth of the internationals obviously isn't as strong as what the, the yeah. US pool is because obviously they've got well, such they're... great depth that we talked about over the last couple of weeks. But... Should it just be a six or an eight-man tournament, Marco, and they play potentially two rounds in a day or something like that just to try and even it up a little bit more? Well, yeah, look, it, it would, that, that certainly would even things up a mm. little bit. Uh, when you look at the records, though, our best players played the worst. Yeah, I mean, that's like, true. Our best players <laughs> got <laughs> towed up. 
um, pretty pretty savagely, to tell you the truth. I don't think Adam Scott won a point, and Jason Day didn't do too well and got a half a point. And, yep. You know, Leash, Leash mm. didn't get a point. No. He's one of the hottest players in the world at the moment, Mark Leishman. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I think also that long season has just finished. Yep. And I think it is. It's it's easier to get around each other when you're all Americans mm. rather than, gee, we've been playing all year and we've got to go and yeah, hang out with, you know, Lahiri and yep. the boys from South Africa and, you know. You just want a break. <laughs> you just, I just want a break, you um, know. I don't want to try and pretend we're all mates and teammates here because, honestly, we're going to get flogged. Now, you came in here today with a radical suggestion. We've, you've well, thrown this out is a, a couple mine. of things. This isn't mine, but this, is, this would change things. Yeah. Now, this was from Mark Hayes. He's a friend of our show, and we, yep. we, we get him on from time to time. But uh, during the week, he wrote an article on golf.org.au. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Golf Australia website. Yes. Great stuff. Great Mark website. Hayes runs it. Yep. Golf.org.au. You can go there to check your handicap, handicap. these it's days all in one as well. Spot now. Yeah, you, don't, you don't need the golf link thing. You don't awesome. need anything. Just yep. go to golf.org.au. Handicaps, great yarns. You can find out what's happening with yep. the junior golf. The videos, and, tips, all that yeah, stuff. Everything else. Very, very good. Mm. Um, his suggestion is that it becomes a mixed event. A mixed event. Now, Ooh. this works on a lot of levels. Like One, it. the best six players from around the world play. From now, Let's just talk about the international team. The best six players from around the world yep. play. So, like you were saying, top six strengthens things mm-hmm. a lot. The best six women players from everywhere but Europe. You know where we're all coming from now. That's They're right. coming from Asia. <laughs> oh, mate. And they, they just get up the, the women ratings. are dominating. So then you do the same thing for America. They're top six. So they are literally the poster boys of U.S. golf plus the best girls of U.S. golf. You play some mixed events. You play some four ball events with just the boys. Mm-hmm. And then the singles on the last day, just like it's always been. So one, you awaken, you awaken the world to a lot of the best women players going around. And instead of... Yeah, you know, a different name every week. And look, to be honest, you and I follow golf really closely, so we get it. You know, Jatanagan and and some of the other girls around. We, yep. we talk about All them right. every week, so we know. But for a lot of people who don't follow it so close, they don't. Yeah. So you can awaken the interest for women's golf. You can also see just the crowds and and you know getting women to the Presidents Cup. Come on, we're not just going to go down and cheer for the boys. We're cheering for the girls as well. I think Mark Hayes's suggestion. I think that would change everything. And one, it evens up the President's Cup. Two, we get to see some of the best women playing playing at this level. And three, and three, um, I, really, I reckon it would be a blockbuster around the world I to see the men and women play, like, just like we've seen in the Victorian Open. I mean, yes. that's, that's been one of the great success stories, seeing the men and women playing together. Mm. If it happened at this level, yep. oh, it would be huge yep. for I, golf worldwide. I would... I reckon it would be fascinating to watch the men and women play with the same ball, you know, yeah. the Ambrose style or whatever you want it yeah. to be, or one shot Four balls. each. Four one balls. shot each, or you know, how good would that be? The woman has to hit the driver off the tee, but yeah. it might be alternate shot, and then Jordan Spieth off the tee, and you might have so you one know, day, Lydia Coe or something driving so, up against him. So one of the four balls you'd have mixed. The other four ball you have just the men and the women. Yep. The other four ball. The next day, you swap it around to where the foursomes, so the alternate shot, is yep. mixed. Yep. And, yeah, you, know, you, you could... That'd be brilliant. It would be... One, it'd be great. It'd be a great experiment just to see how it worked. How many How many Americans do you reckon are in the top 20 in women's golf rankings? Oh, I'd say three. Three? 
Three's correct. Three's correct. Three's correct. Yeah, not many. And there's one. Tell sweet. me where the flags are from. All right, top 10. Yeah. Korea, Korea, USA, Sweden, Korea, China, Thailand, Korea, New Zealand. So there's Canada. so there's just there's one European who can't play and one, yeah, one uh, from Sweden and one American. Yeah. So all those girls, they're playing eligible on the international team. Yeah. Against, oh look, it would be huge. It, it balances things up. Mm. It's great for the game, but just to get that interest. Yeah. Oh, I love it, and it's a point of difference, which is and a point President's of difference we're all crying out for. Absolutely. Ooh, and you know I what? like this. Can we make it happen for Royal Melbourne, Marco, 2019? Oh, it'd be huge. <laughs> I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Yeah. But look, I reckon you know, just like the Ryder Cup, the Ryder Cup brought in Europe. Mm-hmm. Maybe the President's Cup has to bring in the girls to make it a competition because the Ryder Cup was, you know, it was all but dead. You know, the Walker Cup was bigger. You know the American Amateurs versus the that was bigger there at one stage. It was as much interest when when the when the um, when the Great Britain when they were just getting flogged year after year, no interest. No. Now it is a juggernaut. Yep. So we'd love to see the President's Cup be a juggernaut, but not the same way as the Ryder Cup. So I reckon Mark Hayes, genius. Hopefully he can get some royalties out of this, Hazy. <laughs> but anyway, go read his yarn, uh, yep. golf.org.au. It's up now. Mm-hmm. Um, check out your handicap while you're there. That's Hopefully it. you're getting ready for a, a great summer of golf and yes. bring that handicap down a little bit. But that would work. Mm. In my view, it would work. Yep. I, I think too early for Royal Melbourne. But uh, wherever it's next in America, huge. Mm. Absolutely Huge. Oh, yes, please. Love to see it. I like it. it. All right, I would love get, to see it. We're going to get to a break. I'm going to ask you for some tips next, Marco, because I know a lot of people out there haven't played golf for a while over winter. Yeah. They're just starting the wet, Getting back into it. a little bit warmer. Do you want uh, a top five for getting back into it? Top five tips. For getting back into for getting golf. getting back into golf after a little bit of, you know, yep. off-season rest. Yeah. If you haven't ventured out into the mud. Uh, mate, mate, most people have been on the couch all winter That's watching right. the footy, the yep. NRL. Hibernation. Whatever else is going on. That's it. It is now time to get the sticks out, get mm-hmm. the shorts out, mm-hmm. and let's start playing some golf. All right. That's next. Stick around. It's the clubhouse. In your life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the clubhouse. Welcome back. It is the Clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you talking all things golf. Now, the weather is just starting to warm up a little bit. Spring it's is nice. good. It's got a real sort of golfing vibe. Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, whatever you want to do. Just maybe with daylight saving kicking in in many parts mm. of the country, you can roll out after work for nine holes, Marco. Beautiful, But yeah. a lot of people out there have been in golfing hibernation yeah, for the been entire on the winter. I haven't played for, I reckon, six weeks. Yeah, myself. That happens footy, a bit. Footy finals, mate. Footy finals. Trade period now with work. It's having a beer. Tough to get out. Yeah, look, it is hard to get out. Mm. It's got school holidays as well. It makes yep. it even harder. Mm-hmm. So I've put together the top five yes. to get ready for six months of summer golf. Nice. Six months to get you cooking, to get you primed mm-hmm. to bring that 15 handicap like down to 10 or to bring the 25er down to 15 or to take the 10 handicap down to it's pretty hard to get down much you know from when you get in the singles if you get the 10 handicap down to about six or uh yeah. probably seven or eight yep nice sensational so the starting point for the five point plan or the top five to get ready you need a new pair of shoes Ooh, 
Fresh shoes. Fresh shoes. This is it. Just like if you want to start running around the block again, Mm -hmm. it's no fun running around the block in those dirty old shoes you've had for a million years. It's all about motivation to want to wear the new stuff. But go and get yourself a new pair of golf shoes. Nice. Throw the old ones away. If they've still got flaps on them from, you know, 25 years ago, (laughs) go to the bin now and throw them in the garbage. If you're listening with metal spikes, you haven't bought shoes What are you doing? Yeah, what, what are you doing? In fact, if you've got any kind of spike in it, even the soft spike, get rid of them. Yeah. The spikes are almost gone in golf. They're unless, a winter-only option, I reckon. Mate, unless you're hitting the ball 350 yards, yeah. 300, over 300 metres, you don't need spikes. Mm. You just don't. Actually, and get yourself the, these new shoes with the sole made specifically for golf. It's, they're good for your feet as well. Yep. So... Get a new pair of shoes because that will get you going. That gets you motivated. That gets you thinking about golf. That gets you going, I want to go out and just test these babies. And they look good. Yeah, and they look good, feel comfy, and away you go. They smell nice. (laughs) Probably a change for a lot of people. Probably for the first time only. (laughs) So the shoes are the number one. Yep, nice. Good start. Uh, Well, that's number five. Yep, number four. Number four, you need a deal at a driving range. So whether it's at your golf club whether it's at your local driving range, don't go in there and just ask for a bucket of balls. Yep. Because you can hit a bucket of balls and forget about it. And then you've got no, you don't need to do it again. So all these places, they've got these deals going where you buy, don't buy 50 balls, buy 500. Yep. One, you'll probably get 20% off. That's it. But two, you know those balls are there. Yes. And if you truly want to get going in golf, you know, if you're playing once a week, you need to hit 50 balls a week as well. Mm-hmm. And sharpen your putting up yep. and do a little bit of chipping also. And the thing with the uh, the 500 ball package, Marco, yeah. I've got that at uh, Albert Park. I think you pay 120 bucks worth of balls. It only yeah. costs you 100 But then you get the chipping and putting green membership yes. for free as well. That's so you can exactly go and use how it works. pay for it. That is exactly how it, it works. Yes. So after you get the new shoes, go to the local driving range and get the deal. Because the deal gets you motivated as well. Yep. And like I said, it's no good just playing once a week. That's great if to maintain your handicap. But if you want to bring the handicap down and really start playing some good fun golf and holding 10-footers every once in a while and not missing too many three- and four-footers that, you know, break your heart. They do. <laughs> then you need to hit just 50 balls. Just hit the 50 balls once a week. Yep. And then have some chipping and putting as well. So the 50 mm-hmm. balls should take you 25 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, mm-hmm. depending. And, you know... You don't need to take the whole bag in. Just take a few clubs in, but get moving. And then 25 minutes worth of hitting some balls, then at least 15 minutes of chipping, and let's go with 20 minutes of putting. So that I think that adds up to an hour. About an hour's worth of practice. So there's your hour of practice. Now, one, hitting golf balls and walking around doing some chipping is up. It's great exercise. You know, if you if you like me, like I'm. 48 years old now, yeah. I just go for walks, mate. I go for a 40-minute walk and I'm done. I come in and it's amazing what it does for you. Hitting golf balls is fantastic exercise for the core, for just absolutely everything. You get a little, you get a tiny little sweat up, but it's something. So if you're not a walker, if you're not a runner, you should be doing this twice a week. It's an hour's worth of exercise that's going to help you do some drills with the putting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, the first thing I would do with the putting is I would try and hole 10 four-footers in a row. And if that doesn't work out, try and hold 10 three-footers in a row. If that doesn't work out, start at two-footers. But hold 10 in a row of something before you can move on. So if your limit when you first start going back to golf 
is the 10 two-footers or two-and-a-half-footers, then just drop it back to 10 three-and-a-half-footers. Then once that's accomplished, drop it back to 10 four-and-a-half-footers. And then you'll find those four-and-a-half-footers, they'll just start going in a lot easier. And the rhythm that you produce holding the the, you know, the four-foot putt, you'll find that the your backswing length will just match up with the speed you want to hit the ball. Things will start to happen. Then do some chipping as well. And if you want to chip, you want to chip inside to where you where you you know where, where, where that point is. So if you're only holding three and a half footers, hit some chips where you know you've got to hit it inside three and a half yep. foot because then you know it all matches up. That's it. So you've done your exercise with the hitting, and then away you go with the putting and chipping. Nice. So that's, that's number four. That's number four. So number five, new shoes. Number four, driving range style membership and practice. Righto. Once you start hitting balls and you see a pattern when you're hitting balls on the driving range and also on the golf course. Now it's time to get that lesson. Don't get lessons first because you don't know what the pattern is. Mm. It's absolutely useless walking in for your first lesson and the guy looking at you going, well, what do we want to fix? And you go, I don't know. I've been on the couch for six months watching the footy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so he's got to watch you for half an hour and then figure out what he's doing. <laughs> well, no one knows what's going on yeah. because most people, you know what? They hit the ball quite well on the driving range. Most people I do, there's, you know, there's nothing to worry about in the driving range. But once you start playing, let's say you've played three Saturdays in a row and you've done what we're saying, you go down and hit your 50 balls once or twice a week. Once is fine. Twice is fantastic. Then you'll notice a pattern with what's going on. Now, it might be the left shot that's killing you. It might be the slice that's killing you. It might be the wedges that you're not getting close. It might Mm -hmm. be driving the ball that is killing you. Whatever it is, whatever the pattern is that you think is holding you back, a month into your new guy, your new summer of golf, you walk into the guy and you say, "Hey, Jules, I've been back in the golf for a little while, and you know what? Every time I hit a driver, it goes out to the right, and I'm really struggling, and it runs through my whole game. Bang! That half an hour lesson is now not wasted. Yep. Or, what's been going on with your golf, Jules? You go, well, I'm just not holding any putts. <laughs> Bang! Fixed. Straight out. Yeah. So it's no good getting lessons when you've been sitting on the couch. You've got to actually have a pattern have to a plan. work on. You've got to go in there with a plan. That is exactly right. Yep. And then, you know, you just say, listen, I'm not doing this very well, but I'd like to improve a little bit on this. And, you know, you might get some cream in that lesson. You know, the whole lesson won't be dedicated to one thing, mm-hmm. not if the coach knows what he's doing. See if you can break it up. So you walk in, you, you actually tell the bloke, I want to drive the ball a little bit better. They're all going right. And... I wouldn't mind holding a few more three and four footers because I just don't feel comfortable over those. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, my chipping, you know, it's okay, but I think I can improve. So the coach in his head goes, tick, tick, tick. Ten minutes hitting, ten minutes putting, five minutes chipping, and, you know, probably five minutes having a chat about where you want to go and what you want to do. So the lesson is down the track, but very, very important. Nice. Now, if all things are going well... Mm -hmm. Most people love their clubs, right? They do. But get them serviced. Now, this is important, folks. This is important. So after you start hitting some golf balls, (laughs) excuse me, after you start taking the lessons, things probably might have changed a little bit if you've never done this before. So I want you to go into your PGA professional and say, listen, I want you to service my clubs. Now, (laughs) what this entails, they'll have a look at the loft and lies which is good. Yep. And they, you, you don't need to get a new set of clubs to get your lies changed. Mm. They can serve as, like the PGA Tour players, they get their clubs looked at all the time by whoever's in the caravan, or, you know, TaylorMade or mm-hmm. Callaway. Or what, they, they, just, they just know it. They go get it checked out, fine-tuned. Dang. 
you don't have you don't have your clubs fine tuned to this extent. But a good professional will say, yeah, let's go down and just hit these clubs and check out your line goal. So one, getting you some new grips. If the grips are old and slippery, you know what slippery grips do? They make you hold the club too tight because you feel like the thing's going to let go. Beautiful new grips, you don't have to hold the club as tight. Yep. And when there is no tension in your hands, there is no tension in your arms. And when there's no tension in your arms, there is no tension in your core, mm-hmm. or at least not as much. So the new grips, one... It actually makes you turn more in the end, and they've done these great studies. They've done. I mean, it's amazing if you if you like. I follow Golf Digest on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They are they, some of the stuff they do is brilliant. So yeah. what they did is they got all these people who have got shiny grips, <laughs> and they tested them for how far their five iron went, how far their driver went uh, with their shiny grips. Then they fitted them out with some new grips. You wouldn't believe it. These people were putting on ten yards yeah. with their driver, <laughs> six yards with their five iron, because they just felt like they didn't have to hold the club so bloody tight. Probably commissioned by a uh, grip company. That, that probably, server. probably. But I, I'm a believer. Yeah, I'm a absolutely. believer in it. When when you get those brand new grips, nothing better. There is nothing it's the best better. And you, you put your hand on that club and you put the head. Brand you, new grips. Your glove. Nice hand, new glove. The glove hand on the grip. Feels just amazing. It's it a different ball game. It is a different yep. ball game when you don't have to hold the club too tight. Yep. So that is so the club servicing. Going get, get your lofts and lies checked because you know over time if you haven't had if you've never had if you had a set of clubs for about three years and you've never had the loft and lies checked again, well, chance, to be honest, the chances are they weren't right in the first mm-hmm. place. Um, but you've got to get them checked every once in a while. So you you might have an eight iron with. 38 degrees loft, and you might have a seven iron with 38 degrees loft. Yeah, that's no good. You got two of the same club in the in the bag. Mm-hmm. So, get the loft and lies checked, and put some new grips on. Nice. Yeah, it might cost you 10 bucks a club. Perfect. All right. So yeah, so done. far, so far, this is how much it's costing you. The new shoes, let's say 100 bucks. Yep. Um, the deal. How much did it cost you for 500 balls? Uh, I think it, well, I think I paid 100 bucks, but it was like yeah. $130 worth of balls. Right, right. So, so they were up to 200 bucks. A lesson, that's six, uh, let's say it's 80 bucks because you're going to go to someone good, yep. but it might be an hour. So there's 280. Uh, the new grips, 10 bucks a club, that's 13 clubs. It's another 130 bucks. Let's say it's 120 because you get a deal. Okay, so we're up to 400 Dollars, nice. All right, just to get you going, mm-hmm. just to get you going. Well, if you want to be serious, if yeah, you want well, to do this wanna, properly, you know, if you want to get your handicap down, it's going to cost you. You got to pay the piper. That's it. The last one. Now, this won't apply to everybody. Just some. Number one. Here we go. The number one thing that a lot that so many weekend warriors should do. You and your mates get a membership somewhere. There are amazing deals all over the place. Keysborough Golf Club's one. Yep. Um. What's, what's our place up that we were, we were always talking about? Club Mandalay. Club Mandalay. There won't be joining fees for these clubs. But getting into the club environment is a fantastic thing. There, there, are, there are memberships at Albert Park. You know, mm. There are memberships at uh, Sandringham. There are memberships everywhere. Yep. Get yourself a membership. One that's in your price range because golf one becomes cheap, but two, you've got a place to play. Three, you get a handicap if you don't already have a handicap. But you are a golfer when you've got that membership. Yeah, you feel good about yourself. When you, yeah, you you, you do. It it, it it turns you into a golfer. Mm-hmm. So look, what do we have to do? We have to the four hundred for the uh, for the grips, for the lessons, for the deal, for the service. Blah 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 blah. Let's say five hundred bucks somewhere. Yeah, is a five hundred dollar membership just for the summer. It's going to cost you a thousand bucks, but you are all set to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you're all set to go. You've saved money. 
you've saved money on the balls because you bought a deal. Uh, the shoes, you probably needed them anyway. Yes. So that's not a factor. Uh, when I look at the clubs, you've probably actually saved yourself 2000 bucks because I'm not in, buying new clubs. Because instead of <laughs> wa- always wanting the new set of clubs, you've got these older clubs now that are just sensational. Yep. You probably come out of this square mm. for, for spending 1000 bucks. And by the way, the membership... It's cheaper golf as well. Yep. So you're actually saving money. I know it's, it seems like an outlay, but if you want to play better golf, you know, this, you're actually doing this for your health as well. I mean, all these studies done on people who play golf a lot once or twice a week, they live longer. Mm. They live healthier. You know, you're out socializing, which is good you're for your mind. In the sun, it's you're great. outside in the sun, which is good for your body. You're actually walking. Six, seven, eight kilometres, depending, mm. you know, how many shots you have. How many times you're going across the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing this sort of stuff, so it's good for your mind, yes. bowls, yeah, everything. Love it. So there's the five-point plan. Can get I, out I'll there go, in summer. Get it Shoes. Done. Get the deal. So you're hitting, get the lesson, get the new grips and the service. And if you can, membership. the number one, get a membership somewhere. You will be off and going. And hopefully, if you're a 90 shooter, you're now an 80 shooter. If you're an 80 shooter, maybe you're a 70 shooter. If you're a 70 shooter, be nice to shoot par or under par every once in a while as well. That should get you going. Perfect. Good luck, buddy. You're set. You're set for summer. You betcha. Very nice, Marco. A break. Plenty more clubhouse still to come. Stick around. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Welcome back. It is The Clubhouse right around Australia. Mark Allen is in the studio. My name's Julian Bayard. We're talking all things golf. Marco, well... Thing caught our eye last week on the show, oh. and you were uh, you weren't overly pleased. It's fair to say with the Matthew Southgate situation. Yeah, so run us through what happened. Web.com tour yeah. playoffs. Uh, yeah, third week, yep. uh, and this young man was ninth. Mm. Then what happened still staggers me. Uh, someone has gone back to the truck and saw an incident where Matthew Southgate hit a putt. Yep, the wind blew a leaf. The leaf interacted with his golf ball while it was rolling and he tapped in, as you do, because that is known everywhere in the world as rub of the green. Yeah. It's so he's stiff. hit the ball, the leaf's come across, it's knocked his ball yeah, offline. Offline. He's missed the Ended part. next to the hole. Taps it in. Goes, ah, taps that's it in. unlucky, that's but I'll tap it in. Somebody has seen this after the round of golf. Mm-hmm. And knows about an obscure rule where it says if an outside agency affects your ball on the putting green while it's in motion, then you have to replay it. Now, that rule is there not for leaves being blown in the wind. It's certainly not there for rain. Mm. It's certainly not there for, I don't know, a snail or a tiny little worm put its head up and, you know, it could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. That rule is for. A squirrel running across, taking your ball and running away with yeah, it. Seagull coming and picking it up. A seagull like coming and picking your ball. Yeah, that's dropping right. it in the water. That's right. Or an irate caddy who he's not happy with his player. Yeah. The player hits the putt. The caddy runs and grabs the ball and throws it in the water. Yeah. That's what the outside agency <laughs> is all about. Yes. This kid taps in. Doesn't matter. Rubber the green. Gets on with business. And he's still ninth on this table. Top 25 get their card with one week to go, by the way. He's still ninth. Mm. This rules official and the rules officials have known about this obscure rule. And, you know, there are two ruling books. There's the rules of golf and then there is the uh, this thing called – oh, there's no, it, it's uh, – I'll think of it in a tick. But it, it's the ruling or it's the, it's the way 
rules have actually been dealt. I'll tell I'll tell you yeah. in a tick. So this one's for that. This ruling is for that. The outside agencies. Anyway, they've gone. No, no, no. An outside agency's hit his ball there, and he didn't. He, well, you have to replay it. You have to. So he didn't replay it. Two shots. Yeah, and he would have got. And he then replayed and knocked the putt in. Yeah. That's but right. Shot less anyway. Probably anyway. But then, <laughs> then they've gone in. You signed your card wrong too. So there's another two shots. Two shots more. So he's four shot penalty. This poor kid's had to go. So he's gone from ninth to twentieth. Yeah. Still had one week to go. The pressure's on. Mm. He shot two under in the first two rounds and missed the cut by three. It was a five under cut. The web dot Tom to a fitting and the cuts are are out of this <laughs> world. He's missed the cut and finished twenty eighth. So these people who call themselves rules officials. And I I'm not, I cannot believe a bigger deal hasn't been made of this. Yeah. You know? I mean, Jordan Spieth at the Open Championship, a lot of people think he got off because he was Jordan Spieth, you know, when he went back and the drop either side mm-hmm. and they kind of gave it to him. A lot of people think because he's Jordan Spieth. This one, because he's a, a nobody, Matty Southgate. No who's Matty Southgate? No one cares. They've smashed him. But this is a worse ruling than what we saw with Dustin Johnson, mm-hmm. with... with um, with Lexi Tom, Lexi. with every with everybody, all the bad rules that we've seen in the past, this is the worst because this man's career has now been turned upside down. Yep. When he signed his card um, and was sitting ninth, he's home. Yeah, he can't be beat. He's gonna be a U.S. Tour player. Slap a man with four shots for something like this. I mean, this has happened to me. This has happened to every golfer before. On the putting green, you hit a putt and the wind blows and the wind actually moves your ball. I've had putts where I know it's right to left, but there is a 100-mile-an-hour wind coming left to right. That's an outside agency. Mm. I mean, if that wind blows a bit of sand into my ball, it's an outside agency. How often do you have a putt next to a bunker and the, you know, the wind's howling? Yeah. All that sand's coming out of the bunker. That's an outside agency. So for this, these people, these just disturbed people mm. to make this judgment. Disappointing. It's disappointing. It is pathetic. Yep. And now he misses his card. Now, He's now 28. By the way, Cam Percy, 29th. Yeah, 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 he was unlucky. Yeah. He, was, he was actually, he was. He got in and he was 25th and players went past him. Yeah. Cam Percy, so he was unlucky. Curtis Luck missed as well. Scotty Hen missed as well. So unfortunately, there was Matt only Jones one. In though, Matty Jones, yeah, he came from the clouds mm. and did very well in the last day. So Matty Jones is in. But there should be a movement. I don't know this Matty Southgate. I don't. I wouldn't know him if he walked in here, but there should be a movement where he gets seven starts next year on the PGA Tour. Yep. They should give him. They something should happen. There should be something happening. I should be in America. I should be an American on the Golf Channel, and I'd make it happen. Anyway, You'd lead we're down movement. here in Australia, and You'd that is the most. Movement, it's Marco. still that is that's. I've seen a lot of. The, I've seen a few d- disgusting things in golf. That is number one on the list. Really, that's the most disgusting thing I have ever seen. In all my days in golf. A break. Clubhouse Marco's Masterclass is next. Oi. Marco's Masterclass. Yeah, and at the end of each and every show, you get a free golf lesson from Mark Allen. He's the best teacher in golf on radio. We do it all for Club Mandalay Golf Course. Play golf, play Club Mandalay. Visit the website at clubmandalay.com.au. Play golf for Club Mandalay. It's great golf in Melbourne's north. Marco, what's your master class for this week? Well, on the back of the United States team, destroying. Dominate, dominating. Destroying, dominating, embarrassing the President's Cup team, mm-hmm. uh, the, the international team in the President's Cup. Uh, I, I watched it pretty closely the first three days. The Americans' wedge play is that much 
further advanced <laughs> than the internationals wedge play, then it's not funny. And at that level, once you get to once you get to top 100 in the world, top 150 in the world, they all hit it great. They all putt great, um, or pretty well, unless yeah. you're Adam Scott. But you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> well, he's, that's, he, he, that's Scotty. Yeah, I know. But he's putting. He's putting. <laughs> he he's putting ordinarily. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, it's the wedges. The wedges separate these guys because they're they're all with it mentally. But the wedges separate. Like Adam Scott, honestly, his wedge play, it, it's just not up to scratch. Yeah. There's no way near his wedge play is nothing like Justin Thomas or Dustin Johnson or Jordan Spieth. They, those three players who are the dominant players in the US team at the moment, their wedge play is un like they've gone to a whole new level of wedge play. So. One of the reasons it is possible to hit the wedges close all the time is because, one, it's, a, it's the shortest club in the bag. Two, it got a lot of loft. And the loft, because there's a lot of loft, the, the backspin they put on the ball overrides the side spin on the golf ball, which just makes the ball fly straighter. So the best players, it's very possible to hit your wedges close all the time. But it is a money shot. You know, if you're watching the AFL, you know, the money kick, the one that goes inside of 50, mm-hmm. the wedge, this is the equivalent. Yep. This is the money shot. So hitting a ball, if you hit the ball 10 yards to the right with your wedge, a lot of people, weekend worries, I reckon they'd throw the club. You've got a wedge in your hand and you miss the green, they'd throw the club. If you're hitting a wedge down the stick and it's 10 yards short or 10 yards past, you should be just as filthy. Mm. So today... I know I've done this a few times, but if you want to be a great wedge player and you want to really bring some scores down, don't try and judge how hard to hit the ball with a wedge, particularly when it's a half wedge or a three-quarter wedge. Judge the backswing length. I've done this with you, and you've had great results with it. Huge results. But if you've just joined the show, I'm telling you, what you've got to do is instead of trying to judge how hard to hit the ball, you've got to judge how long the backswing is to – how long the backswing should be to hit the ball a particular distance. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. If we bring it down the putting, a short backswing for a short putt, a long backswing for a long putt. It's exactly the same for a wedge. Half wedge, half backswing. Three-quarter wedge, three-quarter backswing. And then you always go through the ball with the same intensity. That That's the key thing for me, yeah. Marco. That's what I found was that I was having problems with my wedge and the distance control. And sometimes I was, you know, duffing it. And I was yeah. on a perfect line. I'm like... Why am I duffing this or why am I getting it thin or something like yeah. that? And it was because I, I might have had a sandwich, which you might hit 100 metres or whatever it is, yeah. and you only had a 70-metre shot. That's it. Right? So you're thinking, I've got to go three-quarter. So you're taking a full backswing, but then you're slowing down through impact. Yeah, three-quarter hit. therefore, you're thinking three-quarter hit, three-quarter hit, doesn't work. Doesn't work. So three-quarter backswing, same full hit. impact, yeah, same hit. ball, a world of difference. I tell people out there right now, world of difference. Well, 100%. What you're saying so there basic, is right. It's so basic, but you don't yeah. even think about it. Don't take the full swing and a three-quarter hit. Don't take the full swing and a half hit. Mm. Take the half backswing, same intensity, and just go through the ball. Because the intensity is the word because acceleration is wrong because the acceleration will be different with a half backswing, a three-quarter mm-hmm. backswing, and a full backswing. And the best players, because they practice their wedges a lot, they have, you know, they're five-eighths. Backswing, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's even it's even more precise, yeah. and you know they'll try and cut a shot to take a, a few yards off. They'll try and draw a shot to ping it in a little bit harder. All those little bits and pieces. But at the basic level of weekend warriors, no more full backswing, three quarter hit. Yep. Full backswing, half hit. It's got to be half backswing, same with the same intensity through, and just judge it. Judge the backswing length to match your shot. 
it'll work a lot better. That's the difference. I'm telling you right now, it's the most basic tip I reckon you've ever given on this show. Mm. And it's had the biggest impact on what well, my golf game. It's the same with putting. It's the same with chipping. It's the same with bunker shots. With a half five iron, it's exactly the same. Play golf for two at Club Mandalay, including a motorised cart with a drink, only $79. Marco, it's been fun today. Hopefully, next week, we'll have some uh, resolution on our, you know, revolution on the President's Cup. Well, the President's Cup, we're not sure. We might have to get Mark Hayes on. We might have to get Hayes on next week. Get Hayes on next week. We'll get him on next week. Golf month, a few other things. Changing the President's Cup. Good idea. I like it. We'll see you next week. See you, mate.